Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is happening. Oh, coming to you all on a Thursday. Hope everyone's doing great as we head into the the weekend. One time I heard somebody call Thursday Friday Junior, and I was like really annoyed because I I was mi- <laughs> I was mad at myself because I was like that's cute. And That's then I was, nice. And I was mad that I thought that. Like see, I on, well, on the mashup for years, it was Friday Eve. That I don't like. I like Friday Junior. I like Friday Junior. Friday Junior is like, hey, it's Friday Junior. But <laughs> I, it was a girl that said it, and I was I was simultaneously thinking to myself, "Fuck you." But also, that's cute. And then I just went on with my life and didn't remember it until right now. Yep, there it is, Friday Junior. I um, like. Before we, I thought about something I, I wanted to bring up, but we, I want to talk about this alcoholic Mountain Dew situation that's going down. Yeah. Be, but I, I forgot to tell you something. I had to take an Uber recently. Okay. And my driver, no, this was like a 50-minute a Uber trip, right? I was going to the airport. It was, when, it was out when I was going yep. to Lollapalooza, and I just hadn't brought yep. this up yet. My driver's back was really itchy. Okay. But he kept, like, squirming in his seat, like, left to right left to right okay. and okay. when and when he would do this the car would move left to right left to right right and it went on for such a long time that i was like do i say something <laughs> are you sure it was his back what do you think it was like his ass it could have been his ass the ass itch is the, that's the worst itch right it's a not a, it's not a comfortable one, and it's very uncomfortable when there's somebody else in the car. So he he could have been like trying to make you think it was his back and covering it up when really it was his ass. Okay, see now, how do you handle an ass itch when you're in public? Ooh, do you like just go to a private room and just go to town on your own ass, or do you what what do you do? I mean, I guess that's sort of what you have to do. I'm a big believer in prevention. You can't prevent, like, I mean, I understand I know, I know. cleaning properly. I'm not saying you you have shit yeah. in your ass. I'm I'm simply saying if you're, I would, I would definitely, like, stand against the wall. and Sometimes I just go for it and hope nobody notices. Like an extra long step sometimes. Okay. Okay. You know, curb, curbs can be a big help. Because okay. you can hop over a curb and get that extra long step and the extra air. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I, I, I speaking of asses, I mean you had food poisoning over the weekend. You still sound a little rough. Are you doing okay? I my okay, so I'm still extra tired. It's really weird because I didn't I didn't sleep that whole time because I was throwing up so much I really could never fall asleep. Yeah. And my I still haven't like caught up and my voice is yeah, my voice is still scratchy and I'm like, what if I did like permanent damage and this is my new voice? How would you feel about that? I, I don't know. I'd have to like start doing classic rock and call myself Scorch or something. Yeah, but see that th- that's a real person. They used to talk about that on Opie and Anthony. You, but you, 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 uh, you wouldn't. You would get used to it eventually. I would think, like really quickly, you would just be like, "Yeah, that's my voice now." Like, wouldn't you forget what you used to sound like? Other than I mean, the fact I, that you work in radio where there's hours and hours and hours and hours of recorded content of yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's where it would be really painful because I don't think I like this new version of my voice. It's not ideal thus no, far, but I think no. I could grow to love it just like anything else. <laughs> you see, like, there's right there, it's it's a little, it doesn't. No, it sounds worse mm. right now. Like, there yeah. at the end, I got, I was like, oh, there's Ryan when he said no. But now, I I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, yep. maybe you could drink yourself into an oblivion, into oblivion again with, uh. Yep. And, and puke it back to puke it back to normal. Yeah, I think that's probably how that would work. That's that that seems uh, fine. There's this alcoholic Mountain Dew you mentioned to me. What's going on there? Yeah, so they've uh, Mountain Dew and uh, who is it? Boston Beer, I think. Uh huh. That makes they make Truly, right? I guess they make Sam Adams. They oh, make yeah, Truly, the Boston yeah. Beer Company. Yeah, 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 yeah. They make Sam Adams and Truly. So there's going to be hard Mountain Dew. Um, there will be original. Dark cherry and watermelon. So, but what is the th- what is hard Mountain Dew other than just if you drink Mountain Dew with vodka in it? Like, what's the difference? I mean, I guess that's pretty much it. I'm sure it's you know, I, they could probably make it taste just like original Mountain Dew. 
oh, that's dangerous. You're saying it doesn't right? even taste like it has alcohol in it? Right. Okay. I mean, it's if if it if it's original, I'm and I'm betting that it tastes just like original Mountain Dew. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, see, now I see how that would be a problem. I mean, everyone's comparing it to Four Loco because every so often, as a society, we just reinvent Four Loco. It seems yeah. accidentally. Or, or Zima. Yeah, Zima. Zima's really having a sur- resurgence right now with the hard seltzer craze. Yeah. But I never. Did you ever drink Four Loco when it was a thing? Yes. How did it go for you? Because I never actually had a full can, but my friends did, and it looked like they were going to fucking die. <laughs> it wasn't like one of those things where like, I walked into a store and went, ooh, Four loco, let's go for it. It was that I was out with, with people, and we met a group of people and ended up back at an NYU dorm, and that's what was there. How old were you when that happened? I was, I, how old, when was, what year did Four loco come out? Uh, probably t- 2010. Okay, so take 10 years off my age now. So you were 30. Yeah. And you were at an NYU dorm. Yes. That doesn't strike you as super weird. I mean, they were seniors. That doesn't strike you as super weird. <laughs> no, it was it was a whole group. It was I mean, it was sort it was not it was no, hold on, it was novel at the time. What does that mean? You were like with your friends who were like, ha, 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 back to school, Rodney Dangerfield. Exactly. So you went back to, first of all, why were seniors living in a fucking dorm? I I don't know. So these kids weren't cool. These girls were not cool. Probably not. They met 30-year-olds out. Where'd you meet them? I'm more Uh, interested in in this now. We were in the East Village. So you were in the East Village. You go back to their dorm room where they have, I would imagine, twin beds. Uh... Yes. Okay. They weren't they weren't roommates though. It was more like a suite. How many people were there? Take me through this evening, please. There was like there was like three of my friends and and three of them. So there were three pederasts and three students. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Were all your friends thirty? Uh mm, I can't remember. Were One you the only younger. person that was thirty? No, no. There was two of us. <laughs> a lot of hesitation there. Well, I was trying to do it. This was a long time ago. All right. So then you go into these these college students are like, we don't have anything except Four Loco. <laughs> and Pretty then, much. And then you guys drink the Four Loco. Yes. And then what happens? That was that was pretty much it. Are you that kidding was... me? Yes. That's the end of the story. Nothing happened. But, but you were already in their room. We went to another bar actually. It was like a midway stop. It was like a it was like a it was like a a roadie. All right. So you so what do you remember anything about the four loco? It was disgusting. Did you I remember the whole- drinking the whole thing because like I have, you know, that that you have to finish your plate mentality with alcohol. That's a terrible oh, idea. I know it is, but but like once you open a, a, a drink, you can't waste it. As we've talked about before, that mentality is specific only to alcohol for some reason. No, yeah. no, no, dude. That is that is probably a good deal of my weight problem. Okay, well that's that's very dumb because what I was gonna say is no one's ever like at a diner and they're like, hold on, I got a fucking whole thing of hash browns. I need to finish before I leave the table. But if somebody. You st- what? Wait, you seriously don't think that's a thing? I think some okay. If you order a soda, no one finish. No one makes sure they finish the soda. They don't care. No, but as far as like people who had parents or grandparents that that like instilled in them one way or the other through discipline that you have to clear your plate. Okay, I would like to think that those people become what I think what society refers to, and I'm searching the depths of my mind for the word here. Uh, they become adults. That's what it is. And they make their own decisions and they don't always eat all the food on their plate because their fucking mammy told them to. I have talked to many, many, many people that like be that that is one like childhood thing that like they they have trouble dealing with as an adult that they feel like they have to finish their meal. That is so weird. Bunch I mean, of dude, children like, think about think, no, think about. Think about all the different guilt that like gets instilled in children that they carry on over to adulthood. And you don't think that that's one of them? Yeah, I don't know if I have a lot of guilt. 
Like how many how many times like maybe maybe Joe and Nancy didn't do this to you but like how many times did you know did you hear about children or see it on TV that they had to sit there all night at the table until the green bean casserole was gone Yeah my parents never were like hey you know what we're going to feed him green bean casserole <laughs> Like that's the thing like I look I I know that children shouldn't dictate the menu entirely but if you're going to be like hey we're going to eat a hot pepper for dinner and the kids like I don't want it and you're like fuck you Johnny eat it that's bad parenting i think campbell's cream of mushroom soup is disgusting at whatever age you're at okay so that's i see that's more on that's lazy parenting that's what that is one way or the other that like don't say that it's not a thing that there aren't like a ton of adults out there that haven't like carried that over to childhood that look at their plate with still food on it and go oh my god i have to finish it okay but but like that's still like a chi- a child's mentality. Once I mean, you're an adult, like don't you like here's the thing, do you do you say your prayers and brush your teeth and and do all that stuff like you used to when you go to bed? I mean, I brush my teeth before I go to get to bed. I guess that's instilled in me. But I So wait, you're you're there's literally nothing that you think that is just like weird family habit that you have. I don't know. I don't think there is. You never thought about it? I not really. Like I I can point out stuff about my wife. Like, hold, hold, I'll, I'll text Sarah and see if she can come up because this is an interesting, a very interesting question. Because I don't know what weird shit that I do. Um, because I know, like, for example, Sarah and her parents. Do you know what they call the thing that generates heat? I think we've said this, but do you know what they call the thing in their house that generates heat? The fireplace. A a radiator. Radiator. Yes, I've heard. I've heard. I. I think. I think. I always thought that was sort of like a Philadelphia accent thing. Okay. The the but the the a radiator like like heat radiates from something. It's like that's not how that works. Right. All right. So then, what like what weird stuff does your family do? I don't think I have any things that I do specifically because my parents do. Oh, I'm trying. I certainly am not like, well, I must finish all my taters. Mommy made them. Oh, I think I think like it comes down to habits and like the way people would would brush their teeth or things like that. Like water on, water off, like shaving. Do you do you fill the sink up with water or do you or do you let the water run and, uh, and rinse the razor under it's that? Interesting you mentioned that. We right? Like to, those that's this is no, this well, is here's, the here's avenue where I'm, I'm talking go, about. Because I can actually point to a specific point where I broke from my family on that because we used to have a well, so I think I would fill the sink up in order to not waste water. And then once yeah. I moved to the city, I was kind of like, yeah, fuck this. Let's just let it run. <laughs> Who cares? Sarah's- I'm, in, I'm in New York City. There's a hydrant over there going at full exactly. speed. Exactly. Fuck that. Sarah's here. Sarah, we're discussing, Ryan asked me if there are any weird things that my family does specifically that I've picked up and I do. And I said, I don't think so. And then I brought up how your dumb family calls them radiators. And so, you know. Wow, you're really putting me on the spot here. Yeah, see, well, I figured if anyone's going to know, it's going to be my wife. And Sarah, to bring you back in, in, in context where this came from is... is uh, it basically, Mark said something that triggered me that that uh, I look at a plate. I can't get up from a table until I clear my plate. And it's because of the way I was raised that my I parents. Said that makes him a child. A child does that. An adult knows they don't have to finish their food. Oh, clean plate club? Yeah, I used to do that when I was a baby. <laughs> As a baby, what a subtle fuck you that was. Um... <laughs> You know, you know what Mark does that definitely comes from his family, and I've made fun of him about this before, so you've probably heard me do it. Mark gets, like, psychotically anxious about anything having to do with a reservation <laughs> or, like... Like what? So, let's say I make a reservation, and then we can't make it for some reason, and obviously I'm okay. going to call them and cancel. Are you, though? Yeah. Yeah, well, Mark is like, uh, listen, you know, uh, you really need to call them because it's going to be the dinner rush and they're going to be really stressed out. And I just think that you should call and tell them what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know, Mark, I'm going to I'm going to call them. He's like, well, now, you know, they're entering into the dinner rush now. I'm like, OK, I you know, I don't know when that is really. And this is all coming from his dad being on his dad has a TV show, TV Major D, his right. his. Papa is in. He's a he's a physical maitre d at a restaurant. I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. Is, is my is my sin here that I'm considerate? 
No, it's not about being considerate. It's like being overly concerned that the people at this restaurant that we've like never been to and will probably never go to again will like find him and like call his dad I, and like I, I tell actually, his dad I, no. he didn't call he called during the dinner rush we were very busy and we counted the wrong number I, of plates like it's, no, no. it's very I, I know I really do picture the chef calling out to the front front of the house and going hey Clara have the Zitos shown up yet and yeah. she's like I don't I don't yeah, they've know they've been waiting the, for us all night we broke the chef's heart I mean it's like yeah. that that comes from his family a hundred percent like any normal yeah. person is like oh I'm not coming like I'll cancel the reservation I mean he can't rest until I do it. And then Clara goes back to the chef and she's like, chef, it's been 45 minutes. The Zitos still aren't here. Should I called them? They're not answering. Should I maybe call the police? Exactly. And they're so worried. And then you know what happens? The chef just tosses in his apron. He hangs up his knives and he never cooks again because Mark. Oh, that's not how up. I pictured it at all. Oh, See, how I pictured it is the chef goes out and said, excuse me, everybody. I know you're having a fine time dining tonight, but the Zitos are missing. And and everyone in the restaurant forms a search party to and find goes us. out and, and looks you know for what? you. You know what? Also, there's a goddamn pandemic and restaurants are operating at reduced capacity. And if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're somebody that makes reservations at three places and goes to just one, fuck you. You should call and let them know that you will not be dining with them. And I'm a good boy. I will not be put on trial for this. You're a very good boy, but I also had no intention of not calling. You just can't. It's like you're like you're having an aneurysm until I do it. Like you can't stop. This is not even a crazy example. This is a crazy example that you've chosen, in my opinion. Like Ryan thought that you were going to say like, oh, Mark always throws salt over his shoulder. Some guilt was put on him by his parents. Yeah. I don't think I have that. Or, Or he takes his dirty socks and puts them in pairs. Um, no, he just leaves his dirty socks everywhere for me to pick up, like some deranged Hansel and Gretel that lives in my house. But that's not because of his parents. My feet need to be free. His mother tried really hard to make him neat, so it, it's like, that, that didn't come from her at all. He Aww. lives in a very spotlessly clean home. He's just a personal pig pen that lives okay. in my house. That happens. It's his own personal space, too, Sarah. You got to imagine that. He has to be comfortable. Yeah, we know. He's super comfortable. He's too comfortable, if you ask me. Ryan, have you thought of anything that you got from your parents? <sighs> I mean, that's, I told you, that's, that's the big one is I have the, I can't, I can't clear my plate. Um, I probably sometimes I've realized and I try to get rid of it, like being incredibly cheap about some things that, like, don't matter. Like, like what? Like what? Like one thing I definitely got from my dad is like using something way past its its uh, its prime. Oh, like your iPhone five. Yes. Yes. Like 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 I will use something until it literally doesn't work anymore. I don't really see the problem with that. I kind of do the same thing. Oh, you're cheap as fuck. Okay. You know what? I was having a nice time downstairs watching Mickey's Clubhouse. I didn't need to come up here and get berated. What type of guilt? They put so much guilt in Mickey's Clubhouse. They're constantly fucking up there and screwing up oh. and needing help from other people. All right. How about this? If I think of anything else weird that he does, I'll come back. Okay. Also, quick question. Did you also, did you ever drink a Four loco? Yeah. What Do you have any good Four loco experiences? Because that's actually how we got on this discussion because Ryan said he drank an entire Four loco because he was unable to not drink the entire Four loco, <laughs> which sounds like some real alcoholic oh, shit. Yeah, and that's how we got it. to – and that's how we got, got to the – that's what family. I'm like with the food. I mean I, I had like a – like I just drank a Four loco. Nothing happened. I guess I don't want my wife to be like, yeah, I drank a Four loco and I blew six people. So yeah, I guess in yeah, hindsight, yeah. it's fine. Sarah, that's thank exactly you very much for coming on the show. It's been great to have you two days in a row. Anytime. If you think of anything that would be entertaining I to know, the masses. I know, where, I know where you'll be. Okay. All right. <laughs> now that I do the show on the third floor, it's much harder to invite Sarah in. It's but at least process. it's more exercise every time you do it. Well, yes. I mean, for her, that's a, it's a good way to look at it. So, she was totally out of breath yesterday. Yes. So this, this Mountain Dew situation. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how this is a good idea. It has to taste a little bit different. Otherwise, kids will be able to... This will be the go-to drink for kids stealing from liquor stores because they can just pour it in a normal yeah. Mountain Dew bottle. Hmm. I'm worried about the youth. What we, know is that what we know is that adult drinkers' tastes are evolving and they're looking for new and exciting flavorful beverages. This isn't new. This is Mountain Dew. <laughs> this is Taco Bell. This is, hey, do you want to play a bunch of video games and then jerk off later? This is, this is not new. 
Oh my god, dude, that is a that is a great uh, ad campaign for Mountain Dew. The thing I just said, yeah, yeah, no, but I was thinking this is an avenue like that's totally unexplored. Is like I don't why why hasn't Smirnoff partnered with Jello just for vodka Jello? Yeah, just for Jello shots. I mean that that shit kind of exists. It's kind of like how Bacardi and cola was a thing. I think it's more like. First of all, no one thinks of Bacardi and Cola as anything but Bacardi and Coke. Now, I know that there's generic Cola in those, but no one says, can I have a Bacardi and Pepsi? Like, Pepsi, yeah. See, what I think this is, and hear me out on this, Okay. Coke would never do this marketing deal, in my opinion, because Coke is the go-to in the sense no one's like, can I have a rum and diet Pepsi? Have you ever heard anyone say that? No. All right. That's, this is what I'm saying. Like, can I have a rum and Coke? Can I have a rum and Pepsi? It'd be like, the f- where the fuck are you from? What is that? Yeah, that's just for marketing. And and, and even in most bars, like honestly, have you ever gone? Have you ever just had a soda at a bar that only serves alcohol? Oh God, it's ass. It's so. I'm terrible. not talking. Yeah, I'm not talking like a restaurant. Like I'm not talking about an Applebee's, or I'm talking about like an Irish pub that je- that just pours alcohol. Oh my God, I, Try, it's so bad. Have a Coke there. Yeah, ask for a Coke, and they'll be like, here's a Coke, and let me tell you all this if you don't already know. Because you know what? Because your boy Mark is bitched. It's not Coke if it's cola, okay? If it's some proprietary, proprietary, uh, if it's not the proprietary system that Coke pours from, and the thing is that that's uh, a different gun, and it's more expensive, which is why places don't have it. But if you're telling me you're giving me Coke, and you're giving me generic cola, that's a demerit on your part. That shit is always flat and bad because yeah, no one oh, notices when it's in a drink. Correct. Always watered down. Always, ugh. Awful. Disgusting. Awful. That used to happen at the cheesesteak restaurant we hosted trivia at. I would be like, this is not, yes. this is chemical water. If you ask for a <laughs> diet cola, if you ask for a diet Coke and they give you generic <laughs> diet cola, it tastes like chemical water. It's just like, it's like, is this a pool product? I don't understand. Like, am I supposed to be drinking this? Because it just tastes like minerals, but not good ones. No, but think of, think of all the, all the, uh, uh, product combinations coming down the line, right? Like who's going to, who's going to have the pot cookie first? Famous Amos or Chips Ahoy? They're not going to do that. Those big brands don't need to. I, dude, uh, what do you mean? Big brands don't need to. I mean, all right. Well, I see Mountain yeah, Dew. Yeah, every done big it now. brand needs to. The reason you know they need to is it's it's because they come out with like peanut butter coconut Oreos. Like you know, Oreos is like needs to increase their market share. I but Mount. I feel like Mountain Dew can do this, but Pepsi can't. Like Mountain Dew is the cool young soda, right? I'm just I'm just saying. One day there's gonna be a a, a Med Men Chips Ahoy. But why would you even, on some level, it's it's sort of, I've always kind of wondered that, like, when you go to a, a Dairy Queen or a Friday's or something, and you're like, can I have the Oreo cookie brownie? And it has, like, the logo on the menu. Yep, and you're like, yep. this is, what are you doing? This isn't, doesn't taste any different than generic cookie brownie. It's not like, oh, this is Oreo quality, or when you, when you see... In the, in the ice cream case, Briar's ice cream, and it's like, with more Oreo. And it's like, just, just cookies and cream. What are you doing? I mean, you shouldn't complain too hard about this when we're a company that, like, that like loves brands. Half of our adver- yeah, it's half of our advertising is, like, it's a Ford commercial, and they get in and tune into the highway. Or if, or, or if I'm just like, why would you need Cosmo radio? Just call it girl radio. <laughs> Oh, I see the value of a brand. Yeah, you see, okay. you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. It's always sad when a brand cheapens itself, like what's happened to Sports Illustrated, how they're like a like they're doing supplements now and it's like, "What? That was good journalism. Why am I going to have Sports Illustrated protein powder?" What yeah. the fuck? Ooh, the merch. But that's just because they didn't do well converting to online, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, what print yeah. entity really did? No. Except maybe the New no. York Times? I don't know. I don't know. But but Mountain Dew, or so Famous Amos and Weed, you're saying. I'm trying no, to No, I'm just saying any- it's it's I think there's going to be the uh, whether it's Famous Amos or Chips Ahoy or Keebler, like it, there's going to be a MedMen version. But are these only picking- for drugs and alcohol or is there like a a product that goes really well with like killing yourself or having a bad night where it's like pint of ice cream and my pillow? 
or like uh, a Snuggie and pint of ice cream. Ben and Jerry's are teaming up for a, you just got your heart broken pack. Like like that type of thing. Unisom haagen Yeah, exactly. Or just like a <laughs> bunch of pills and it's like Excedrin, Bear, all types of different pills and Smirnoff for when it's just been really goddamn rough. That sounds dangerous. That's no good. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the, that's the, you know. You definitely have to ask for that behind the counter, and the employee has to be like, hey, look, so I'm required by law to ask you. Are you okay? Just give me the fucking bottle. Just give me the pack. I think I've already made one, my decision. Like, one of my favorite, favorite ever morning mashup um, moments ever is we had Oscar Isaac on for one of the Star Wars movies, one of the new Star Wars movies. Yeah. And, like, literally the night before we interviewed him, I'm in the grocery store and I took a picture of something and I went and I showed him in the interview and I'm like, are they taking Star Wars merchandising too far? And it was BB-8 broccoli. Like, the broccoli, the, the It was robot. literally frozen, frozen broccoli spears with BB-8. <laughs> yeah, is that the little, is that the little rolling thing? Yes. Yeah, I don't know Star Wars shit because I'm not a nerd, but that is too far. Yeah. I mean, Broccoli. I guess it'll get kids to eat it, so whatever. Like, toilet paper and, like, El Paso taco mix would be a, a good mix, like a good yeah. combo. Oh, I like that. Yeah. If you have some good ones um, at TIH show, yes. send it to, uh, or, or at Mashup Ryan or at Mark Zito. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll read them on, on, uh, on the show next Yeah, week. engagement is important. And that's, that's, that's very, very important. Social engagement. I, uh, so you don't have anything else that was brought on from your parents? Uh, dude, what do you mean? I don't have anything else. Of course I do. You, I, that, the whole show. Basically, Mark is, is, is my parents have ruined my life, and Mark asked yeah. me questions about it. Exactly, yeah. So, so I'm sorry if I can't think of one off the top of my head, but yes, that's yeah. All right. Anyway, I I wanted to know. I wish I had brought this up when Sarah was still here, but but she's not here. I learned something new today that that just seemed like a bad idea for me, and when I mentioned it to you, you didn't get like horribly offended right away. What? Uh, apparently in Italy, it's um, there's lots of dog lifeguards. Okay, and and they uh, these uh, dogs. Um, there's about three hundred dogs, I guess. Yeah, and they do like rescues offshore. Okay, and you're saying that you think our system here in America, where we just hire teenagers who spend the summer trying to fuck each other, is a better system? Yes. Is it though? Is it? I don't know. I, it sounds horribly dangerous for the dog. Oh, so you're more concerned about the... Yeah, I thought they were jumping into pools and stuff. I didn't realize they were having to go into the ocean. I don't want to no, sacrifice no, no, no. This, doggies. No, this is the ocean. Sometimes when I see a doggy, I still say, oh, doggy. And then I... <laughs> uh, oh, that's actually... I want to go back to this, but our friend's first... Their son's first word was doggy. Okay. And my wife was like, okay. We need to start saying cat to Simone just repeatedly. And I was like, can't you just let them have this? Like, Sarah Sarah wants our, our baby's first word to be cat so bad that she wanted to try and brainwash an 11-month-old or a 10-and-a-half-month-old by just saying cat to her. So that Baby, was her first word. Babies really don't have first words. I'm sorry. I don't believe that at all. Everyone has a first word. I uh... what, There's something you say first. I mean, I guess, but I have a feeling that, like, most of the time, the first word is just a noise that sounds sort of like a human word with three letters, and you're like, that's it. Well, my friend's kid, I hear that he looked at a dog, looked at their dog, and said, doggy, and then later that day, they were on a walk where a neighborhood dog walked by, and he once again said, doggy. So that, Ryan... Is a fuck you because it certainly sounds like that kid knew what a doggy was. Fine, I'll give you that one. Now, lifeguard dogs, I don't think we need that, but it's not like the American system is good. We put people we put people in the most important jobs. We consistently do this. Some of the most important people, we put people with the least amount of experience. For example, I don't know, the entire Trump presidency. <laughs> Bada dum. Okay. Also, though, for real, you have t- 
teens that are lifeguards. They train for a little. They only work in the summer. They maybe don't pay attention. You have teachers. We don't put them... We don't give them the respect they need. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying people who teach are idiots, right, but like we right. have these important jobs that we don't give them the proper training or anything. I I was I was I'm gonna I'm gonna refute you just a little bit because I was you know, I was just on vacation. Mm-hmm. I was in the Bahamas, yeah. and one of the, my friend's son is a lifeguard. How old is he? Uh, he started. He's 18 now. So I think he started as a lifeguard when he was 16. Okay. And and so we were in the in the pools, we were in the water slides, and he was telling us. I mean, like he was giving uh, a supervisory lifeguard, a, like a, like a consultant's overview of everything that was going on down there. He was telling us about the survey zone, the way the you know, like whether or not the the chairs had proper coverage, and whether or not it was manned properly, what the lifeguards were doing, where they were. Like he was on this game. I bet they did a bad job down there, didn't they? <laughs> um, I, he said that the 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 life the staff he had never had any issues with, but maybe where uh, they were positioned, he felt sometimes left some pretty big holes. Did he write any letters or anything? No, we just pretty much drunkenly floated by. Yeah, good. All right, so you guys were actively like, yeah, he our our resident expert says this is dangerous, but fuck it, we're just gonna keep going. But no, I'm just saying that like like he if you had had the conversation that I had with him. You would have you would have taken down your like. There's no way that they can take their job seriously. Stance. I don't think it's not that they take it seriously. It's just that I, I feel like the life saving job should not be a summer activity. You know, like that. I don't know. There's also part of me too that I feel like that if there's there's something to be said in like your ambition, right? Like, I hope you're not stupid enough to just take a lifeguard job not knowing that there's responsibility to it. Like, I think anybody who takes a lifeguard job knows that they want some responsibility. But you don't want to have to do anything. That means people are drowning. I feel like it. when I was a teen, if somebody said, do you want to be a lifeguard at the beach? Now, I hate the beach, okay? Hate it. But I would have thought that that would have been a great opportunity to meet girls. So I would have said, yeah. Yeah. And then I would have done it. So am I there for the wrong reasons? I think on the first day of training, when, like, you can't pass a CPR, like, preliminary test, pop quiz, you'd quit. They taught us CPR in high school, which seemed like a really good skill, and I cannot remember it, which is, like, annoying to me. Yeah. Do you know how to do CPR? Uh, I certainly don't know how to, I, I know a little bit. Um, I, I probably need a refresher course. Okay. So as much as I do is what it sounds like. (laughs) Pretty much. Like you knew how to do it at some point. I knew how to do it at some point. If I was faced with it, you know, they say the training kicks in. But, but I mentioned teachers before, right? I've noticed that, you know, it's back to school time. So everyone I know that's a teacher is, is fundraising. Like it's, it. For some reason, it doesn't seem weird when teachers do a GoFundMe for books or something in their classroom, but that's terrible. It like yeah. the guy always donate to them because I'm like, well, I mean, they need this stuff, and my mom was a teacher, and it's gotten so commonplace that I think it doesn't kind of hit home at how bad and weird that is that that needs to happen. But also got me thinking, what if I did a GoFundMe for my job? Like, right. what if I was just like. Sirius XM isn't giving me a printer. I need a printer. Please help me purchase the printer. Like, this is ridiculously fucked up. Like, this would occur in no other industry. Well, but this also, too, this this comes to, you know, people talk about how much their children are first. But clearly, that's not. Yeah. I know. No, no. Children are not first. No. Children are very second. I can say that is, I have a kid now, okay? And, and... So far, like, she doesn't talk that much, and she's great, and I love her more than anything, but as long as she's being chill, her concerns come last. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Is it I mean, not? dude, like, no, I, 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 I guess, no, I just, I just mean more like, I was, I was more saying that you say, people say that their kids come first, mm-hmm. and, and I truly believe that, that they do believe that they do. Right. But when it comes time to like talk about taxes and how much you have to pay and where and things like that, people get really cheap all of a sudden and don't realize that that's why teachers are fundraising. No, but that's because in that moment they're thinking of other people's kids. 
they're not thinking guess, of their yeah, own fair. kids. Right. They're, they're not saying, thinking of their own kids, but they should be. Uh, yeah, but they're saying, I don't want to pay for all these other people's kids. It's the same argument that, you know, that people have against universal health care or whatever. Why should I pay for somebody right. others? I don't have kids in this school system anymore. Why should I give a shit? Why, right. It's the whole, that's, that's that argument. I don't smoke, I run. Why should I? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not saying it's a good argument, but it's what people do. Did right. you ever have a summer job? Of course I did. What besides the telephone thing, which we've talked about a lot, and the thing, the other job where you had to like be in a Home Depot parking lot and sell cabinets or something weird. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, like certainly from the time I could push a lawnmower, mm-hmm. um, I was mowing people's lawns. Okay, probably like ten. But that's not a job. I mean, it felt, if when you're 10 years old, it's a job. If you have two people that like, or three people who depend on you to mow their lawns, at 10, that feels like a job. Yeah, it feels like a job, but you did that to yourself. It's not like... like no, my dad made me. Okay. Fun at 10. Totally normal. <laughs> and then, well, and then it wasn't long after that that like, um, uh, all of us, all of us bagged ice. Um, what? It, all of us bag all me and all my cousins bagged ice at the beverage. And what is the beverage? You can't my my grandfather owned a beer distributorship. Okay. And okay. And there was an ice bagging slaves. Yes. No, we got paid. We got paid well. And there was there was there was the ice machine. And so every day before baseball practice, I would have to go during the summer. Um I in the winter he shut it off because nobody bought ice during the winter. Um really because yeah, no, he would shut the uh, he would shut the ice, I, or at least he, or at least not. He wouldn't need it done as often as he would in the summer. Okay, like it was something that he could have had, like one, the person that worked there regularly do. But what was um, your grandfather like? Because I imagine that he. What looks is like... my grandfather like? What? What is he's still alive? Oh, good. Because I yeah. imagine that he's like Stephen Avery's dad for making a murder. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's the vibe I get. That was more my other grandfather. Okay. He was closer. That was that was closer to my other grandfather. Okay, I'm glad to hear um, he's still around. Yeah. Um. But so I would go in, and you would have to, you know, the ten pound bags of ice. I would get like twenty of them a day, and I would get paid, I think, ten cents a bag. Now, would you weigh them, or would you just know that? No, no. There was no. We had like a whole setup that there was. Um, a box. By the way, that's slave wages. You got ten cents a bag. You did twenty a day. You made two dollars a fucking day. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> so, he paid us but, well. I, I worked for five weeks one summer and I almost bought a CD. <laughs> no, you would there would be there was a box on top of a scale and you would you would scoop the ice into and the bag was pretty much like once you filled up the bag, you had the right weight. But right, once you you know Right, is that enough money to buy four medium iced coffees? No, that's my college fund from working for Pappy. Listen, I'm not going to say that I didn't learn that if I made the bag seven and a half pounds instead of eight pounds because I had the scale right there, that that would mean that I would get an extra time. At the end. <laughs> so not only, first of all, so you did have to weigh the bags. Yeah, because so, would, you would just weigh as you go. But you pretty much knew if you were in the, you know, if you were in the. So you were selling 10 pound bags of ice. It sounds like your grandfather asked you to make them eight pounds. No, no, no. no. They, maybe they were 10-pound bags. Maybe they were 8-pound bags. But then you found out that if you put that less it, of them, you would make more money because you could get more ice. You'd you get more you, bags filled. Right. You would get an extra bag at the end. So you were you spent your summer fucking over ice consumers for dimes at a time. Pretty much. Sorry, Titusville. Dude. Also, like, if I ever went in this liquor store and there was just this little kid in his baseball pants, like, filling up bags of ice every day. <laughs> what? I don't know. I mean, like, it was, it, dude, I, my cousins that are, like, that, that are, like, kids today still do it. Because I have first cousins what that are. What do they make in the year 2021? I, I think they might be still making a dime. A dime, and I told them I made a quarter, and I don't. I've went back and checked, and I think it was actually. Where did you check in your little like a like one of those blue composition books, like a ledger you had when you were ten? Yep. No, 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 no. I I I compared notes with with people. A dime. (laughs) Fuck that job. (laughs) 
But no, it's something it, that was at every, and I had to do it every day because if you went more than 36 hours, then the ice machine would get full and shut off and my grandfather would get pissed because the cooler would start running out of ice outside because people were buying bags. And then, oh boy. Then he'd you take the belt out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you don't want to make like, him mad. Son, I gave you those dimes and now, oh Jesus. All right. Here's another thing. Here's an idea I think would have been better. You should have stolen one bottle of Kahlua a week, okay? Well, no, it wasn't a liquor store. It was just beer. Okay, then See, steal some fucking beer and just just <laughs> sell it to teens for yeah. way more than a dime. Or, or even better yet, collect cans. Cans are five cents each. I think I did. Was he teaching you to be a hobo? Like, I don't... He's paying you a fucking dime to put ice in bags, and your other part-time job is collecting empty cans? No, the collecting cans was really disgusting, and I quit that pretty quickly. Yeah, of course you did. But But I think there was a time when I realized that, like, what do you mean I can get a nickel a can? I gotta... I I only get 10 cents for a bag of ice. Good God. What was your childhood? Did you come? Did you go to baseball practice? Did you suck at baseball because you would go and your hands were so cold that you wouldn't be able to catch anything? Maybe that's it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't throw because my hands were numb. Why is Ryan always soaking wet? Oh, he works with ice. <laughs> well, there was huge walk-in coolers, so if it got too hot, you just walked in the cooler. Oh, okay, fine. okay. Yeah. The keg Where I'm sure in one. the 80s or whatever year this was, they locked him properly from the outside and were like, I've lost three grandchildren in the cooler. <laughs> but Ryan, no. he's got a good head on his shoulders. <laughs> All of them had, a, had an escape button. It was fine. An escape button. Well, no, there was, a, there, there was no locks on the cooler. There were no locks. It was just there was a, there, you could get in or out from either way. Oh, that's great. That's good to hear years later. Yes. I'm happy you made it Thank out you. of your... What what else is I'm trying to think of any jobs I had that like I mean any job well, no, I had that, was, yeah that was just and then and then hold on and and then I um you're right then I worked I told you I was a telemarketer mm-hmm. and then at the gas station God every job I, you had was sad I worked at a full service gas station yeah where I would like pump gas and wash people's windshields and again check their oil again hobo training. <laughs> <laughs> washing windshield and people are like, oh, I don't want it. I, all right. Okay. Just and, go ahead. And then I got a job on the radio. Hobo training. Yeah. You're like, you know what? You're like that guy that with the golden voice that ended up doing the ads for Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> You're that, what was his name? Like Ted Williams or something? I think that was his name. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I never thought about it that way. But yeah, you're right. I have a lot of very, like, if I ever become homeless, I'm ready to go. I Yeah, I guess so. I know everything I need. Well, Ryan, I thought you were going to bring something else up now, but that was nice that we were just sitting there. In silence. Yeah. I Waiting. I... I I don't know. I what... thought you see. I thought you were gonna start, and then nope, I'm not. Go ahead. So okay. You so, know what? So to... I'm not even gonna edit that out. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so what we were gonna bring up is that there's a, a study that came out from Virginia Commonwealth University, mm. and and uh, Mark, do you if you're gonna if you're gonna get back at somebody, yeah, are you gonna wait? And plan it and wait for your opportunity, or are you just gonna go right and try to like as soon as you can smack back? I'm terrible at revenge. Because Are you? Yeah. I mean, I can come up with some really good revenge, but I don't have the stomach to go through with it ever. I always end up feeling bad and feeling like whoever wronged me probably didn't really mean it and it's a misunderstanding and like if I'm you know like how I'll say something and then and it's cutting and pretty good and then yes. I'll just feel bad about it. Yes. That's me with revenge. It's the same thing. All right. But my, I get- my, mine's a little more disassociated. What do you mean? I always just feel like I have to overachieve the person who I want revenge on. Yeah, but you don't do anything to like stop them from achieving, right? Not necessarily, no. So that's not revenge at all. I mean, it's revenge yeah. in a way, but like you're not cutting them off or so it's just like i don't feel like that's revenge i just feel like that's just the circumstances how they play out 
Oh no, I think I think it's better revenge. The best revenge is a massive success, darling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, because because you didn't do anything. They can't really blame you. You just beat them. Okay. All right. I get that. Why do do people like go doing revenge quickly or long term? People, p- people like to uh, apparently do it quickly. Well, that they makes like sense. to get revenge immediately. They like the immediate gratification. Well, that makes sense. I mean, life isn't like an ocean's heist where where you're just like, whoa. So then I did this, and then two months later I did this, and now I'm fucking his wife. Like it's just like you just do it or you don't. Well, I feel like it's more like like this might be a little unfair because it, the revenge is more based on how long you knew the person. Exactly. Like if it's somebody that cuts you off and then you cut them off in traffic, is that revenge? Yeah. Like if you plot for a year to get revenge on the guy that cut you off, there's something wrong. But if you knew somebody for five years and they, they did you dirty mm-hmm. and you want to get there, like like I can see waiting five more years. What's the worst thing somebody's ever done to you? Ooh. Yeah, this is good. What do you got? I mean, definitely. Asked you to do a show with them. <laughs> and four years later, you're still doing it? No, when I was in high school, there was a guy who's like, yeah, I'll talk to this girl for you. And then, and then ended it. up going out with her. So that was kind of mine, too. And the thing is, yeah, what's fucked up about this? Yeah. Is that just means we're losers? Pretty we, much. We yeah. just both brought up girls from high school that, let's be honest, <laughs> weren't gonna fuck us anyway. Okay, like, it, 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 but it is always crazy when a friend of yours gets a girl you want because you're just like, like, oh, we're friends, therefore I see us as the same. It's impossible. Like, I remember at one point, um, my friend, my friend Jeff. You know who I lived with? Yes. I remember at one point, um. A girl was like, oh, Jeff's really good looking. And I was like, okay, so I'm equally as good looking, right? <laughs> right. And she was you, like, you... no. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? What do you mean <laughs> no? Like, it had never occurred to me as a guy that I, that Jeff was You better. were the ugly friend. And, and this is this is like one girl, too. There's, I was like, but if it, it shook me. I was like, wait, no. No. Yeah, yeah Mark, you're the ugly friend. What? Thank God I have such a winning personality. If you would have sex with me, let us know on social media at TIH show. Oh my God, now you're you're begging. At Mark Zito. Wouldn't that be an interesting, like, hey, do you... (laughs) Do you find me sexually attractive? Let me... Call us up. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, I, I remember I told... I did the classic high school move of like, hey man, you can go after any girl, but not this girl. And it's like, it's just, it's like telling a... You can't do that. That I like. I've even had that said to me, and then I've ended up with the girl that I was told not to. And I was like, I don't know. You made it. You made it seem so naughty. <laughs> I definitely had have had people like straight tattle on me. Tattle on you? Do you yeah, still I mean, refer like, to it as as? I I think I, you go. From, I would. Could I say tell on me? The way it was done by the person, it was. It was. Like and it wasn't necessarily me that was the target. It was somebody else that was the target. Um, what did you, that I was like? What did, What did you get tattled on about? It was. It was. It was some like. It's got to be like, drugs. I bet it's drugs. It was some road work trip where like we were we we had a bottle in the back of the bus, and we weren't supposed to. And like like the guy <laughs> the guy went right up and told his boss. Do you mean work road trip as opposed to road work trip, which would sound like a trip and uh, uh, an airline flight to a pothole? I don't know what you're talking oh, wait, about. What did I? What road did work I trip, I think, is what you said. Did I really? I meant work road trip. So who told you? Who told their boss? Do we still work with this pus- person? No, no, no. It was nobody I worked with. I was with another. I was with like a, a, a another company. It wasn't my work. Oh, right. And and so like like we had we, we weren't supposed to be drinking at this port of the this portion of the evening yet, but we had broken out a bottle and the dude like went right to the front of the bus and told his boss. What it the was fuck? Re- I'm like it's like what the fuck grade are we in? Did you get, did you like say anything to him? 
I mean, like, I wasn't going to get in trouble. There was, I what they, I guess the, they could have kicked me off the bus, but that was never going to happen. Like, it wasn't like that. It was just sort of like a, the guy looked back and sort of gave a nod to the person that was in trouble. And, like, that's the most I ever heard of it. Who knows what happened afterwards? How do you but not ask? I, you, who This person that brought you on the trip, you don't know them well enough to be like, what happened with that bullshit? They, it was just one of those where, like, I dealt with it. Like, whatever. And it was it was pretty much like, I think, I think at the end of the day, the dude who ran up and Paddled, like had to go tell his boss. I think ended up looking more like the schmuck than good because the... he's a fucking douchebag. Right? Did your it... friends say anything to him? Oh, I, I let's put it this way: it's somebody that I run into still occasionally, and and I just like fuck that. I don't. I don't. Well, have even you ever been like, hey, you're person. a fucking nerd? Why don't you say <laughs> what is it? Where do you run into this person? You fucking loser. Right? It's not like you were going to a children's hospital to perform surgery, I imagine. <laughs> like, what, no, it was nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. what, what are you te- where were you guys going? It was it was it was to like an event, to a concert. He told on you for drinking on a fucking bus on the way to Did, a concert? Yep. yep. What concert? I can't remember who it was. Oh, you have to remember. That's important. No, it was it was it was it was somebody that like I didn't it, not famous. You got a drink for that shit. <laughs> Don't drink on the bus. They're drinking. Oh my god, are you an adult? Shut the I, fuck dude, up. I, it was it was so like that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And like, he felt like he so had something. Like, oh, I got one up on you. But what if you have one on the person? You you can't. You save it. You put it in your fucking. You gotta be pocket. like, hey, Billy. You still want that promotion? Be tough if Gary finds out that you're ripping shots on the way to, you know, our, our 5K fun run, you goddamn alcoholic. I won't say anything if you let me, uh, I don't know, fuck your wife. Like, yep. make, it, make, it, <laughs> make it worth your while. Yeah, learn how to use it. Put it in your pocket. Jesus. Yeah, it was really sad. He just ran up as like, hey, boss, boss. <laughs> boss, you should know what they're doing back there, Oh, my boss. God. I would never be able to talk to that person again. I'd be like, you loser. <laughs> I've never heard of that shit in my life. I'll tell you who it is. Maybe you'll never talk to them again. Oh, do I know this person? There's a there's a chance you know the person. Yes. Oh wow, where would I know them from? From 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 your uh, uh, day job. Oh wow. Oh shit. Do they work at SiriusXM? No, no, never have, never will, probably. I probably don't know them then. Yeah. Oh well. Anything. Uh, I do know that we have to get out of here, Ryan. Any uh, any thoughts before we do? Uh, no thoughts whatsoever. Like and subscribe. Have a good weekend. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Bye.